Let's turn your Bible tonight to the book of Acts once again, Acts chapter number 17. We're in Acts 18 this morning. Uh, we're going to look back at the end of Acts chapter number uh, 17 and uh, just read a few verses tonight. And I'll give you a simple uh, thought this, this evening, something for us to uh, consider and think about. And I will try and keep your attention over the frogs. I will do the best that I can. The good thing is this message uh, can be long or short. And uh, so uh, I'll try and get a gauge on uh, how, how, your, how your attention span is this evening. So uh, when I pray, it will be our dismissal prayer uh, based on your attention span. Uh, I want to give you a thought. Uh, when I thought about the, when I, when I felt pressed to bring this message tonight, uh, I originally didn't know the Stanleys were going to be here. This will certainly be a good message for them uh, as missionaries going to another country uh, to preach the gospel, to spread the gospel. But it's a good message for us as a church because that's our responsibility as a church is to spread the gospel. And uh, I'll give, it's going to be very practical tonight and uh, it's going to be very simple tonight. But for a church that is uh, involved in soul winning, a church that is involved in uh, trying to propagate the gospel through not just personal, confrontational soul winning, uh, but in our, in our services and support of missionaries, it's good for us to be reminded of what I'm going to remind us of of, uh, this evening, and I believe it will help you uh, in your soul winning. It will help us as a church be reminded of some things. And I want us to read Acts chapter 17, and we'll read the end of the chapter, starting with uh, verse number 32. Now you know, I remind you this morning, we preached from this chapter uh, over the course of a couple of weeks. Uh, Paul is has been in Athens. Uh, he is he has just finished uh, this great exhortation, if you will, uh, this, this this documentation of false gods and uh, what they cannot do, and how you must turn to the true and living God, that resurrected Savior. And uh, verse thirty one, I preach from uh, because yet they pointed a day that was to judge the world. Judgment Day is going to come. He's telling them. He he has stood in the temple of the false gods. Athens, that that that, that great city, but a very wicked city, a very superstitious city. He has preached in the shadow of their false god. He has condemned all of their false gods. He has told them that judgment day is coming. And that you better receive the Lord Jesus Christ. You understand the setting that he has been in. Now let's pick up verse number 32. And when they heard of the resurrection of the dead, some mocked, and others said, We will hear thee again of this matter. So Paul departed from among them, howbeit certain men clave unto him, and believed. Among the which was Dionysus, the Erythagite, and a woman named Damaris, and others with them. Tonight I want us to look at that passage of Scripture. And I want us just to, uh, do, uh, just to give a simple title of this message tonight. Things to remember when spreading the gospel. Some things to remember when spreading the gospel. Father, I pray that you will help us tonight. Uh, these simple truths, may we take them to heart. Uh, may they help us in reaching other people. May they remind us of some things as a church. And certainly tonight, uh, we wanted to help us 
in our daily walk with you, in our personal uh, soul winning. Father, I pray that you'll be with the service the remainder of it. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, you understand the setting, if you will. You understand uh, where uh, Paul is at in ministry. Uh, he is just uh, taking the stand for the Lord. He is just giving them the truth. And we find the results of his preaching. We find the results of uh, his uh, condemnation of their false gods. We find the results of him saying, you better believe on the risen Son of God. We see them again in our text, verses 32 through verse 34. And I remind us of, of our text again, when they heard of the resurrection of the dead, some mocked, some said, we'll hear thee again. And then the Bible tells us, certain men clave unto him and believed. Paul's goal and focus was to preach a risen Savior. Our responsibility as a church is to preach a risen Savior. If you and I, that's why what I have been teaching on Wednesday nights goes hand in hand what I've been preaching with on Sunday morning and Sunday night of the advancement of the church, the purpose of the church, the pattern of the church. We have to be in holy lives. The church has to be a sacred, separated place because we preach of a risen Savior. It goes hand in hand. A worldly church is not a soul-winning church. A carnal church is not an evangelistic church. A church that is so caught up in the way they want to live and what they want to do, they're not sending missionaries out. They're not running bus routes. They're not doing anything to propagate the gospel. The goal, the purpose of the church along the way is to edify the saints. We gather together, encourage one another, we hear the preaching of the Word of God, and it's our responsibility to go out there and win them. It's our responsibility in the, in the workplace, in the market, uh, to, to witness to those that are around us. Uh, there's a danger, there's a danger in doing what we have done decade after decade, every Saturday morning, going out, knocking on doors, telling the people about the Lord. You say, wait a minute, Pastor, you say there's a danger in that? Yes, there is a danger. Well, the danger is that we just get used to doing that on Saturday morning and we lose focus of what the church is supposed to do day in and day out. I would rather you be conscious seven days a week and be aware of people around you than come on just on Saturday morning and knock on a door. I would rather you on Monday at your workplace you get a chance to give the gospel, get it? You have a track on you to hand out, hand it out. Talk to your neighbors, not just about football, but about the Lord Jesus Christ. That is what we are supposed to do as a church. Sometimes we get this idea that, that, that to do witness to somebody has to be a church-sanctioned event. I, love, I, I feel love of the Lord to witness this person, but it's not Saturday at 9.30. If you'll come back, now we've got to be conscious of it. Who can I talk to about the Lord? Who can I give a gospel tract to an invitation? You come to church to learn how to grow as a Christian, get edified, get fired up. Now we go out in this world and try to live our holy life and try to be a gospel witness. But there's some things for you and I to remember when it comes to spreading the gospel. And you and I are supposed to be involved in spreading the gospel. And just a moment ago, you dropped in your faith promise commitment that often towards mission, you know, you're involved in spreading the gospel. You pray for those missionaries, you're involved in spreading the gospel. If you give a gospel tract, you're involved in spreading the gospel. 
When you knock on the door by somebody to church, give somebody a place that you're involved in spreading the gospel, every Christian can be involved in some way. Every Christian can be involved in, 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 in some form or fashion. But there's some things for you and I to remember when it comes to the spreading of the gospel. Let's look very practically tonight. Look at verse 32. When they heard of the resurrection of the dead, notice these next two words, some mocked. Very simply tonight, first of all, let me just declare to you, some will mock. Not everybody you hand a gospel tract to will take it. Some of them, well, I, I've, I have had this happen. I have handed somebody a track and watched them tear it up right in front of my face and throw it in the garbage can. Some will mock. Some will reject it. Well, I, I, I know because I've been there. I'm sure Brother Jason and Jessica, they're like, as soon as we get over here, everybody's getting saved. Everybody. And they should believe that. The truth of the matter is, some won't. The truth of the matter is, not everybody's going to be happy that there's a Bible-believing preacher that's preaching that salvation is not in the Catholic Church, but salvation is the same message that Paul preached is in a resurrected Savior. Not everybody's going to be happy that some are going to mock. Friend, you, 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 try, you, you may have lost family members. You try and win to Christ. Not everybody, unfortunately, is going to receive it with joy. Not everybody's going to receive it with happiness. You're going to try and be a witness. You're going to try and, and invite people. I wish everybody that I felt impressed. There's times I feel impressed with the Lord. I preach a salvation message. It happened last Sunday morning. I felt impressed that there was somebody lost. And I feel pretty comfortable. I know who it was. They did not move. I wish they would have received Christ. Maybe they did later. But you wish every time they'd receive it. But some aren't going to receive it. Some are going to mock and say, well, thank you, Pastor, for, for getting us started out of the gate on a positive note. Uh, but you just got to understand that some aren't going to receive it. Number two, we find that some mocked and others said, we will hear the again of this matter. Number two, some will listen but not commit. I, 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 grew, I grew up here, you know that. I grew up through, through, from six years of age and on. I was in the team programs. I was in the bus ministry. Uh, I was involved in about everything that you, you could think of to be involved in. And, and, and I, was, I learned how to be a soldier at a very young age. And, and I, I, I enjoyed it. It was something that I, that I enjoyed doing. The most discouraging thing to me, and soldiers, you can identify with this, is when you get through the plan of salvation, they've admitted that they're lost. They've admitted that, they, that they're going to go to hell without Christ. They know they need Him, but they will not make the commitment for salvation. I would rather be cussed out by the person. Well, let me think that through. I, yeah, I would rather be. I would rather be mocked than get somebody all the way through the plan of salvation, knowing they need the Savior, but they wouldn't commit. We realize that that's not new. The Bible tells us that it happened with Paul. But they will hear thee again on this matter. For if we look at it in the context of the Scripture, it's not something that we should be discouraged about. 
Uh, we ought to leave every time we have one of those confrontations. We have one of those situations. Maybe it's somebody at work you've talked to and they, a door has opened up. Maybe they're going through a hard time. Maybe they're experiencing a death in the family. Maybe there's some tragedy and, 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 and you've had an opportunity to talk to them about the Lord and talk to them about the need in their life. But then you say, oh, and, I know, and you're probably thinking what I think, oh, this is going to be a good summary illustration right here. I mean, I mean, look at how the Lord has just ordered this and they say, well, I'm just not ready. You know what they're saying? They're saying, I, I, I hear thee again on this matter. You, you've got to understand, in, in the context of the Scripture, somebody who from the time they were born is worshiping false gods. Not just a false god, false gods. And they, 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 they have grown up in that, that religion and that paganism. The first time they hear that, that there, there is a risen Savior and these gods will not save you and God is going to hold you accountable and judgment day is coming. Not everybody at that moment is going to be able to comprehend and say, I'm ready to make that commitment. Now it's a dangerous thing if you're the last one and you won't make that commitment because you're not promised tomorrow. It ought to break our heart, but it should not discourage us. We should go into an understanding. Some are going to mock, but then some are going to say, I'm not quite ready to make that commitment. I'll hear thee again on this matter. Okay, can I help our, our soul winners, our best workers, everybody uh, who's a member of, of a Manga Baptist church? You start talking to them about salvation, and they say, well, I, I'm not, well, I don't think I'm ready, or I just don't want to make that commitment. One, you can't strong arm them into it. They have got to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. And two, your goal and my goal is to leave the door open for the next person to come along. Because the Scripture does tell us that one person plants the seed, another man waters, and another man reaps. If God allows me to plant the seed and somebody else to come water, that's what I want. Or maybe I'm the one to water it and somebody else is going to reap it one day. You've got to understand. See, this is part of living. I want to get, I, I want today, I may not reap anything, but I want to plant some seed. I may not reap it. It's a wonderful thing to witness. If you've never done it, you've got to get involved in this to watch somebody bow their head and with their heart believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Outside of my own salvation, there's nothing as thrilling as that. But sometimes you're just planting seed. So, Pastor, I, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't go down the neighborhood like other people. Just pass out a track. I didn't get to talk. Just pass out. That's planting seed. There's going to be a host of people in heaven that got saved because somebody gave them a gospel track. Oh, a host of people. Ready? Plant some seed. They may come back later and read it again, and now their seed just got watered. And you don't have to be present for somebody to believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. But, but so far, we've seen two different types of reactions. One, some of them are mock. There's some people that, that you, you, you invite them to this old fashioned uh, church, Bible believing church, where we still sing those old hymns. And I'm sorry, you still can't compete with a group full of Christians singing these hymns that we've been singing and feeling the Spirit of God. You better get you four or five praise bands to get close to, to, what, to what you feel with that. Uh, you, you can breathe, not everybody's going to like it. I wish I could tell you that every time I preached the gospel message, everybody there that was lost got saved. Not everybody's going to do that. In fact, some are just going to have out, reject it, and mock it. 
But some are going to say, I hear thee again on this matter. That's why tying in what I preached this morning, you've got to be aware of visitors. You've got to be aware of guests. Oh, they didn't make any commitment today. Well, we'll move on to the next one. No, 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 they might hear you again. They might allow somebody to talk to them on a follow-up. The Holy Spirit can break up that stony ground of their heart over the course of time. That's why you and I have got to understand that some, we'll hear it again, this matter number three, we see the, the third reaction. This is the one we like. Verse 34. Howbeit certain men clave unto him and believed. Some mocked. Some said, I'm not ready to commit, but I hear you again in this manner. And some clave to him. They stuck with him. And they believed on the Lord Jesus Christ. Those are the ones we live for. Those are the ones that we like. Those are the ones that we get excited about. Because that, that, that's tangible fruit. That's, that's a decision that is made. That's something that we can rejoice in right now. What you got to understand, uh, the work of God is not always overnight. The work of God is not always immediate. Truth of the matter is, uh, every one of these categories can, can work into the next one. There is a group uh, that, that believed and they claimed to Him. Friends, some will mock, but not all of them will mock. Some will say, oh, I'm not right now, but there are some... You give them the gospel, they will get saved. They will trust Christ as their Savior. You say, Pastor, this is pretty obvious. Uh, the Bible just spells it out there that some mock, well, that's not hard to figure out. Some will hear you again, they're not ready to believe. And then some got saved. Wonderful reminder, thank you for reminding us. But I mentioned point one, point two, and point three to make my point in point four. And that is the beginning of verse 32. And when they heard of the resurrection of the dead. The, the fourth thing I'll mention is the whole message tonight. The important thing is that they hear. When they heard, there were some who mocked. When they heard, there were some who said, I hear you again. When they heard, there were some who claimed and believed. But if they none of them ever heard, none of them get to make their own decision. Your responsibility and my responsibility is to make sure they hear. I've fallen into this trap, and so I know if I fall into it, there's got to be somebody else here. You're sizing them up before you even talk to them. Now, this person's not going to listen to me. We put them in a category of a mocker, and they just we're just supposed to make sure they hear. I've done this as well. I'm like, oh, I can tell this person. This is this is this is a Philippian jailer. I mean, he's he's ready. As soon as I walk up, I can feel it. He's going to say, "What must I do to be saved?" And I walk up there. I'm all ready to to to, to give them the gospel. And I throw them behold, They're the mocker. We say, that's, but that's not what we're supposed to do. We're not supposed to witness to anybody. We're not supposed to get anybody saved. We're just supposed to make sure they hear it. My responsibility, I used the illustration of a couple of weeks ago preaching that message, and I just felt impressed that there was somebody in in, in the building that was unsaved. One day when I stand before God and give an account of that Sunday morning, I I will be free of my responsibility because it's not my job to make them get saved. I can't make them get saved. It's not my job to make them respond. I can't make them respond. My job is to preach the gospel. My job is to tell the truth so that a decision can be made. 
Our responsibility as Christians is to just make sure people hear the Gospel. Which is a great thing. You, you may feel very comfortable as a personal soldier, but you may not. You, might, you can get somebody to church though. You can invite them. It may not work out for your schedule, your health, whatever, to, to knock on doors on a Saturday morning or some other time, but you, you can load yourself up with some gospel tracts and some church invitations, and you can be faithful to hand them out. So, well, some will take it. Some will. Some will. And some will say, hey, I'll, re- I'll read this later. And I know what you, I know what you think. Because sometimes I think it, going through the Taco Bell drive-thru, don't judge me. You're not, they're not going to read that. But some do. And there have been times they say, can I talk to you about that? See, our responsibility, we go out and we're all results-oriented. If I don't get a result, then I don't see the worth of doing it. If I don't get a result, then I'm not encouraged enough to do it. Our responsibility is to make sure they hear. If they did not hear, they don't get to make a decision. See, I believe this, and I tell some of our men, and you've got Brother Jason and Jessica going to Spain, and you've got the Paytons going to Nicaragua, and I think of Brother Nate in Nebraska, and I've, told, I've even told Brother, I said, Brother Nate's going to be a lot slower here. He knows that. Those many Westerners are weird. Can I get a witness? Okay. I say, hey, it's just going to be slower. Well, I know what God's got planned. But I believe, I believe this through my whole heart. I believe, I believe one day we're all going to stand before God and when, when we start to give these excuses about how, how well, I didn't have the opportunity to miss. No, 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 you had a Bible preacher in your town. You had one that invited you. And we'll never know you had a missionary in your town. Our job is just to make sure they hear it. But if you've got a lost loved one, there's got to be a burden for you to know that you have a loved one that's not saved. But at the same time, that emotion of fear, what, what if they... I know how they feel about it. What if they mock me again? You don't know that they will. But you, you know, those that mock are candidates for those, for them to be the ones, I'll hear you again. And those that are in that category of, I'm not ready to make this commitment, but I hear you again, they're, in the, they're a candidate for some who say, okay, I'll believe. Some of you were a mocker. Then something, God did something in your life. God allowed some things to happen in your heart, in your life, to where you would at least listen again. And then you believed on the Lord Jesus Christ. You saw those crazy Baptists. You thought they were nuts. And now that you are one, we are nuts. Our job is just to give it. It's just to give it. Just to give it. We're not responsible for any of the results. That's why Sunday school teacher, don't get discouraged. Bus worker, don't get discouraged. Soul winner, don't get discouraged. Got many young men who are 
training for the ministry. Don't get discouraged. Your job's just to give it so that they hear. I believe God wants everyone to have the opportunity to hear. See, our failure is not in a lack of results. Our failure is in a lack of telling. Is in a lack of giving the truth. It would be good for some of you who have never headed out a gospel track to get you some on the way out the door and determine to give them out. Set you a number every week. The pastor, somebody, they, 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 they wouldn't take it. Well, some of them do that. Well, at least you're not in Athens in the, in the shadow of their false gods preaching a gospel to them they've never heard before and telling them judgment day is coming and you're going to be judged. You better believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, there were some mockers there. Scripture doesn't tell us, but I wonder if there will be some in heaven we'll meet one day who at first they mocked. Then those words never left them. Never left them. Never left them. I've talked to people who've kept a gospel track in a drawer for years because they just couldn't throw it away. Responsibilities to tell. Tell your loved ones. Tell your co-workers. I mean, use some discernment. Don't get on the intercom unless you're the boss. But don't be afraid to tell them. Don't be afraid to give them the gospel. That the Lord opens. My job is not to convert anyone. Your job is not to convert anyone. We can't convert anyone. Our responsibility is just to tell them. You know, sometimes we get we get nervous. It doesn't matter how long you've been soul winning. You're still like, oh man, what if, what if, what are they gonna say? Oh, what, oh, you're from that church again. Oh, you've been here seven times in the last six months. I mean, what, 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 what in the world are you gonna? Oh, you're from sometimes. But you know what? It ought to be easy for us to tell. God loved you so much that He sent His Son to pay for your sins so that you wouldn't have to die and go to hell. See, friend, I believe in the Holy Spirit of God. I believe the Holy Spirit of God can take those words and it can just work on them and work on them and work on them and work on them. Because all they have to do is believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Let's be faithful to give it. Let's be faithful to give it. We're not responsible for this. Don't get discouraged if somebody who is placed on your heart rejects it. God wants every man to hear it. They have a decision. He allowed them to make a decision. Some will say, I hear it again. I'm not ready to commit. Don't close that door. I rejoice in those who say, I'm ready to believe. But all of them have to have the opportunity to hear. Our responsibility is for them to hear. Father, I pray to take the message tonight. Simple, simple thought, but wonderful truth. May we be busy in detailing and allow the results to be up to you. Bless the remainder of our time. Bless our time of invitation. In Jesus' name, we pray. We stand to our feet. Our heads are bowed. Our eyes are closed. The piano begins to play. If, if God